Welcome to the Bro Rants Podcast. The podcast is about men's health, whether it be with fitness, mental, financial, relationship tips. We're talking about grooming tips, anything you can think of. When it has to do with bettering a man, you'll find it on this podcast. Okay, we have a guest in the studio today, Ricardo Peters. He actually was featured on our episode 34 titled Show Me the Money where he talked about building financial freedom as well as breaking the financial curse with financial literacy. And you guys can tune into that episode if you want to follow those tips. But for now, let's enjoy the show. What's up, Rick? Appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast, brother. Sure, not a problem, man. Like I told you, um, last time we did that show, I, when I came to town, um, I would stop in. So thanks for having me. Thank you. And um, I uh, I was going to say, just for the honest listening, that uh, you really have, um, it's good to have you on because I know you have actually been an insight, giving me tips behind the scenes that people don't realize on how to direct the show, give me um, stuff to make it better. So it, it's actually good to finally have you here, uh, which took like over two years, but it's actually good to have you here in person. We've had you on before, like I said. But anyway. Um, wow, has it really been like two years? Yeah, you man, it's ago? been two two years since the show's been going. So wow. uh, quite a feat. Uh, I know there's been some changes. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it's been a lot of changes to the show, but. That's just life, bro. There's always change. And. How you it's it's how you uh, how you adapt and how you move forward with that change. You could either stay in it and stay still and and stagnant, or you can grow and move on and and, and evolve. And you should always continue to evolve. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's how you react to it. If you're knocked down, how do you react? How do you, how do you react? Do you stay down or get up? And with this, I had a lot of adversity with the, with this podcast. Um, you know. And the changes that have taken place. But enough about me, man. How long, uh, for those who don't know, even myself, how long have you been in finance? Ooh, um, I would say, I'd say probably like 16, 17 years when you think about it. Started with SunTrust and then uh, was with JP Morgan for like 10 years and then independent now for what, four years now? I mean, six years, no, four years now independent. So yeah. So, and and the thing about it is finance, to, to the outside word, finance is like boring, right? Because people think about finances and I think it's like the, the glitz and glamour, but with finance, you, you're really learning how money works and how to make money work for you. So, um, I don't know, what what actually drew you to finance? Because like I said, it sounds boring from the outside. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, every, I mean. It's not, there's no, there's like you said, glitz and glamour. I mean, when it comes to finance, I mean, it isn't, it's not thing too entertaining. I mean, there's a lot of, I'd say it's very um, meticulous when it comes to certain things that you have to, depending on investment instruments and, and vehicles that people use, or it could be very confusing when it comes to the market. And I think that's what kind of drew me to finance is that I was, it was very vague, and uh, when it came to investments, you'd see it on television. You know, oh, Apple's down two percent, and the Dow. You know, and you're looking at it like, what? What? What does that matter? Um, you couldn't understand it, so I had the tendency to run to things I don't understand and um, dissect it. And I figured, you know, what better thing than investments? You know, and understanding. You know the financial industry. We all the one that we typically understand is loans. You know because I feel like a lot of us take out loans, and even to that, the best of our knowledge, we don't really, really grasp the concept. You know, you take out a credit card, you borrow the money, and then you like, oh, I'll pay it back. But then after all of a sudden, that credit card, you know, carries this bill, and you're paying huge amounts of interest, twenty percent mm-hmm. or something like that for, um, you know, five thousand dollar credit card statement that start off with just a hundred dollars or something. So, uh, yeah. 
So when you talk about that, as far as so, we're you speaking on loans, right? So you're saying we don't understand as far as the uh, we don't understand our spending habits. We don't. Uh, is that what you're saying? Like no, not understanding I mean, the loan what parts. I mean, like for example, I'm I don't I don't know if you remember, but I know when I first got my credit card, or what have you. I mean, or not even. Let's take it. Let's let's go even. Let's take it even more. Um, uh, let's simplify it. Let's even go. Um, bank account. I remember using my bank and going on a vacation for the first time, getting a bank account. I remember going to uh, Key West and using my card. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, it's declined. I'm like, what's going on? And I look at my account, it's like $500 negative or something like that. I remember. And I'm like, what the heck? And they're like, oh, yeah, we kept allowing you to use it. But I'm like, well, money came in first and this, that, and a third. And then back then, before the whole Obama era, a bank could uh, choose which transaction they were going to pay first. Oh, wow. So let's say, for example, you bought, you went to the store, you bought M&Ms, got the gas, and then you got gas, and then you got, <clears throat> let's see, pack of gum, cigarette, and then you paid your mortgage. So a bank would be like, oh, well, we knew that the mortgage was more important, so we paid your mortgage first, even though the mortgage was the last thing you paid. Mm-hmm. So it will pay the mortgage first, and then all those other transactions would just be charged $35. Mm-hmm. So a pack of gum that was $1.25 was being charged you know, $36.25. Wow. Wow, yeah. So it was criminal, and there was no limit to it. They could do up to nine a day and something like that and carry over. Wow. So with the Obama era, um, it had to be first come, first come, first serve, the first transactions. And you were limited to three overdraws per day. And you had the choice that, that that's why when you went to a bank, they started all of a sudden changing where you had to sign saying, um, I do not want my credit card to overdraft. Mm. So that it didn't pay that $34 fee, it would decline. Gotcha. You had the choice because customers didn't. Banks were making that decision. And banks were making Buku money, man. off of fees. Yeah. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars quarterly over fees. Wow. So that's so once that went bust, the banks had to change up their thing. They were, that's why they were kind of angry in the Obama era. Mm-hmm. And so when people think Obama didn't do anything, he did because that saved a lot of people a lot of money. A wow. Lot of low-income families. Wow. And essentially it's crazy because you have the same low-class low, low family, middle-class, working class is now the, the terminology, is the ones that bailed out the banks in the Obama era when Obama was elected. So had to save their asses. And then they came back and still were bailed out as far as the CEOs had the nice uh, pensions or not pensions, what do you call it? The um, the nice uh, severance packages when they left the uh, the bank, the CEOs that left the banks and whatever. Had oh, a nice- yeah, well, a lot of them didn't even leave the bank. I mean, a lot of them were, when the bailout money came, I mean, they were still paid their compensation, whether it, whether it in a form of uh, stock options with the company yeah. banks that they were. I mean, they got, you know, millions of dollars and they were supposed to be paying their employees or what have you. And, you know, the majority of that money went to the CEOs instead of like employees got, you know, a, thit, uh, a theater of, of that, you know, a piece of that. So speaking of that, so, so would you say like I know there's a bunch of stuff like on a growing up we had things that embarrassed us. So was it the embarrassment of being declined in the keys that threw you like yo I got to get a spin on this I got to get a hold of my finances because I don't want to be in a position where there's no money like I don't know how much money I have and I'm only living every day out of my budget. Mm-hmm. Was it something like being something like that that changed your perspective and thought you know that oh I, I need to change this or I'm going to be financially crippled or broke or whatever for the rest of my life. Um, the thing about it, I think, so what happened, I was just leaving uh sprint and there was, was, okay. So when you say sprint, you worked for sprint, uh, let them know. Yeah. I was just leaving sprint. Yeah. And, um, cause these dudes probably thinking this dude was just left the sprint store. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just cl- for clear cl- for I was employed. Clear, with, there we so go with for clear with yeah. Sprint for like five years, and okay. then I was just leaving there Sprint. And I do remember it was a uh, who was it? Uh, 
Hershey. I think it was Hershey. Richard's friend. Okay, let's go say Clay. Hershey. Yeah. Okay. Brother, older brother, Richard's uh, friend, who was like, hey, you should get a job at the bank. Yeah. And my thing, you know, I was like, uh, I don't know anything about banking, man. He's like, it's sales. And I was in, my whole life I've been doing sales. And I was like, no, it's not. I mean, I mean, to be a banker, I'm like, you, it has to be like more than that. You have to have, you know, an education and come yeah. to banking, finance, what have you, you know, some kind of degree. And sure enough, I got into, went interviewed with uh, that bank that I, and uh, got in there and it was sales. And I was like so disappointed because back I you know in the day, you would think back, banking was, a banker was more prestigious as a, you know, person would come to them for budgeting their accounts, you know, for loans and for advice and for, for knowledge. And it just was dumbed down. It just became product, um, like sales, you know, just giving somebody, providing somebody a a product to get commission or something like that. And I was blown away, blown away by it. And I remember thinking, I don't want to do this position. There's no growth in it. And then find out there was a financial advisor position. I was like, Oh, what's financial advisor? And I find out it was about investments. You got to get a series seven license and series 63 and 66, depending on, um, licenses or who you go through and that kind of intrigued me because i'm like oh i've always wondered about the market and my goal was like you know what i'm gonna go and understand this thing fully and then take this knowledge because i feel like that's like the secret you know secret of the nim you know Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get the secret and then i'm gonna like share it with everybody because it's so hush hushed you know um and that started me on my goal to become a financial advisor and understand the market. Yeah. Cause I know the, um, the series six, series seven, if for those, for the audience that, that doesn't know, let them know what the, those, those licenses are. They, they actually allow you to deal with the market, right? They allow you to, well, I mean, annuities, they allow you, allow you to sell. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to be a registered agent, a you know, registered representative when it comes to, um, Selling annuities, mutual funds, mm-hmm. stocks, and to be also paid. You know, Series 7 allows you, you know, to, to be able to sell all classes of stocks and even venture capital companies that are private equities that aren't on the market. Um, and 66 and 63 allow you to, you know, these ones allow you to be an advisor. So you're mm-hmm. paid for um, the money you manage. So... Yeah, so these licenses are, um, it's basically studying for these licenses is almost like getting a degree in like e- economics and, um, yeah, yeah. It's I was going to say, cause you gotta, course. yeah, cause you, you have to like, um, take the state exam in order to, to, to be able to, to, uh, to carry that license, which well, is a hard, state, well, there's state and there's the federal, I mean, federal, because yeah. remember the, uh, Security exchange. Security exchange. There we go. Security exchange. Yeah. So, you know, there's state level where you're doing certain things on a state level with the insurance or when you get, when you're dealing with like annuities, each annuity, depending on the state you're in, you you always have to be licensed in that state. So then you have the state license for that. But the investment, I mean, when you're dealing with the Series 663, I mean, and Series 7, you know, it's Fed, you know, SEC. Yeah. Security exchange. So yeah, so for for those like all right, so for instance, if I'm a dude, like just for people that don't that out there, if I'm a, a a young man or woman, mind you, and they're thinking of of uh, you know, okay, uh, you know, a career in financing, right? So let's say you went through the banking, the back door, you didn't have to go. I'll say the banking is the going through banking could be the back door from the floor up, maybe to get into the the uh, financial advisors and stuff like that. So you don't it's a position where you're not going through the edu- the traditional university, getting your CPA or accounting degree or whatever the case may be getting your edu- education that way. What would you tell someone? Because you've dealt, let, you know, you've dealt with multi-million dollar accounts and, and, and building a portfolio. So you, you know, people probably don't realize that you started from banking and then you went to financial advisor and then tell them how you, you're, you started dealing with private 
uh, clients how you how, how this could be a, an avenue to actually be in something that's financially that provides them a financial freedom. Um, like how can one take their career from where you did from, like I said, from the floor, from the mail room, um, if, if you would. Well, my thing is financial freedom. So, and what, what does that look like? So, I take it like in any career. So, I mean, my thing is that, you know, what is that saying? Uh, a goal without a plan is just a dream. So, mm-hmm. wherever you're, Wherever you're going, wherever you're in right now, whatever job, whatever feel, make sure you have a goal, you know, and, and that's like, okay, in two years, I want to be at this position, you know, and then I want to be making this set goals, little goals. I mean, make a plan and your goal and make a plan to get to that goal. And it doesn't have to be in finance, but hey, look, look you know, look up some, look, look up some, uh, I don't know, could be workshops, could be um, training, could be books that have financial um, education regarding, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, financial advising or financial investing for dummies, but also seek professionalism, like a professional help through a financial advisor, because before you go and, you know, try to take on that by yourself and start small, you know, a lot of people get that that itch that, oh, I'm going to invest and I'm going to make a lot of money, so I'm going to put all my money in it because if I put my, that's when people come get a math. They're like, oh, if I put all this yeah. and it makes this, oh, I can make a million dollars and they don't mm-hmm. and they don't realize it's the other way around too. You put all of it and it's gone. Mm-hmm. It goes the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes all the way down and you lost all that money because some people don't have the wherewithal and the discipline to wait, be patient. Um, so my thing, it, you don't have to, I say in any career, um, and you've decided what you want, you know, first take that time and say, you know, what am I, what do I want out of this? You know, is, am I passionate about it? Whatever your, whatever career it is you're, you're, you're pursuing and then seek the advice from your mentors and how to get there, that mentors at your job, you know, Hey, you know, I want to, you know, if I'm, if you're looking to, to be a district manager or whatever, whatever it is. Ask them what's the goal, how to get there, so that way you're not putting a plan together that doesn't make any sense. You're doing it through the proper hierarchy and protocol of that company. And then make sure that you're also communicating with your superior. Hey, you told me to do this. I'm following up with you. And make sure you have it in writing. Hey, I'm following up with you from my conversation. You said I needed to meet these, 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 and these goals. I have. What's next? Gotcha. And you're always... Because a lot of people think, um, you ever hear that saying, uh, closed mouth doesn't get fed? Well, people don't realize that a lot of people don't get raises, um, promotions, because they think that their boss knows what they're doing, mm. but they'll have somebody who's doing less, and, show, and, and they'll be like, oh, why did he get a raise, or why did he ask for a raise? Mm. Why didn't you give me a raise? Because we thought you were satisfied. Why would we pay you if you're comfortable where you are? How can we get the promotion? He asked. He said he, was, he showed us what he's doing, but I've done more to him. He asked, you know, mm-hmm. we, oh, we didn't know you were doing that because at the end of the day, unless you're like a top performer or whatever, like, and you're like the only out of a few people, accountants or whatever you have, whatever field you're in, um, they don't have the, they, they have their own things that they're going to worry about, a matrix that they have to make in the quarters they have to get to. So be vocal, be present, be, you know, um, ever evolving don't be staggered and always try my my thing is i always want to learn something every day um it could be the simplest thing always be eager to learn be a sponge yeah i think that's pretty wise real wise words uh to try to learn the moment you stop learning is you, you've uh, stunted your growth and if the moment you think you know everything like our mom says uh, it's over there's nothing to teach you because you know it all supposedly Guys, if you're loving what you're hearing right now and you're still tuning in, do me a favor and smash that subscribe button. You know why? Because you don't want to be a wallflower. If you're enjoying this content that I'm bringing and continuously will bring, then please subscribe, share, let your uncle know that your aunt, your your niece, let anyone you know know about the podcast, and let's get us up with more subscriptions. Enjoy the rest of the show.
So dealing with the the cases you had, the private clients, as well as meeting, I'm sure numbers, quote quotas that you had to meet quarterly in order to to uh, hit the mark in financing, and as well as normal day life and the shit you got to deal with. I'm sure you, you you mentioned your your mental. I know your mental health had had to impact your mental health well, to some degree. Well, not necessarily. Not when it came to meeting my numbers and, and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, you remember I've I've always been in sales since I was like 14 years old. So, and the reason that I was always in sales is because I felt like I was kind of like the, the, the captain of my own ship. Like I'm steering my own path, opposed to me working for a job hourly. And working my ass off and um, still getting the same pay and then waiting to for the boss to pick, okay, here's a here's a 10-cent raise or something like that, you know? Um, yeah, I remember, so, just pause before you answer that, I remember you being, like, at the movie theaters. No, 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 like, this, you, yo, you'd be at the movie theaters killing a concession stand. I don't know, but you, I don't know if you made commission back then, but... No, it didn't. I which didn't. is crazy, and I remember you being, like, underage and then clocking your hours. Uh, that's a, that's something for um, the labor, child labor laws, but uh, OSHA, right? Uh, but I remember you just killing the concession stand because you had this, and I always knew you were really good at sales because you just had this knack to uh, appeal to people. And, and it's something you're born with. I don't think it can be taught. I think it can be taught to a degree, but some of us don't have that in us. Like I've done insurance and I hate it. You know, I hated talking to, like, I hated kind of like selling my soul to like being at someone's mercy, like to call me back or return my phone call or answer the phone. So right. you, uh, well, not to get off topic, but you had that, like, I don't give a fuck type of it, mentality, it wasn't which a, is, which is dope. It wasn't. I, I, let me. I don't. I never had the. I don't give a, a fuck or care mentality. My thing was this. The key to it is, I would quickly build rapport with a with a client or customer, and I would think, for example, if, it, if we're going back to movie theaters, I would think when I would hear they were they were asking me, "Hey, Ricardo, you want to try a concession?" And I was like the king of like. Usher. I love being the usher. I had my little nickname, I'm tag on my nickname saying Slick Rick. I was a cool guy. And they're like, oh, try a try concession. I'm like, oh, I don't mess with the money. I don't mess with the thing. They're like, oh, try it. And I would hear them try to upsell. And I would just hear it. And I, and I would think of it like, oh, I wouldn't take it either. And I'm like, what would I take? And it had to make sense to me. I'm like, you know, they'd be like, oh, for um, if you make it blah, 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 you can have this. And I'm like, well, make it more sense to them. You know, and I would come with the little slogans or yeah. things and, and make sense to each client. I wouldn't stick to them. I was always adapt to the customer based on what they're, how they're presented. And I remember customers used to give me, business owners used to give me the cards trying to hire me. Other theaters would try to hire me too. Wow. Because of that. But my thing was, I was never, I always tell people, I'm not good at sales. I'm great at customer service. Mm. So I think that's what a lot of people get wrong. I hear. I think that they position and they call it sales, and they should they should change it to like customized service. Mm. You know, customer customized customer service because that's why I was always good in any company I went to because I never sold. I provided mm. customer service. If you if you're telling me there's a problem, and I provide provide a resolution to you, mm-hmm. um, then we both win. I've I've I feel complete and fulfilled that I was able to help you. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that you, Mr. Customer, could get upset or turn me down when you told me your problem was A, B, and C, and then I yeah. gave you, you know, D, E, F, you know, to, to, to resolve it because gotcha. that's what you said you needed. Um, because you didn't know what you needed. You just knew there was a problem. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, like, you know, you when you got into insurance, that's the thing about it. Like, you always, I remember you were, you thought of it as I have to do this or bug this person instead of let me help, help this, this person, person yeah. and let me, because they don't know they need it. And and another thing about that, I'll say this too. You have to, and here's the thing, you have to believe in what you're selling or love what you're doing. So you got to love the product you're selling essentially, because if you love it, then you can explain it and you can sell it to someone. Not, well, not sell it. You, you know the product good enough that you know how it can benefit that person. Mm-hmm. So, that's also probably why you've been great at sales and because you're providing that service, you love either where you're at the because the, you believe in the product yourself. The thing, so for example, I would, anything that I was selling, 
or they the product yeah the product that he gave me I would make sure that I would take apart that 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 um, product and understand it to the best of my ability. When I worked um, at the you know Chase for the credit card side, um, there were people there that were there for years. I was there for months, and I read the actual credit card things that they offered, and yeah. they were like, "How are you selling a credit card?" When people and I'm like, "Oh, do you know that if you're you buy a you bought like a let's say an iPod and it got lost." or broken in the first 90 days when you use that credit card, they'll give you $300 towards it or whatever. There was things that people didn't even know. I was selling the benefits. People gotcha. were like, oh, here's a credit card. I was selling the benefits of what people didn't realize the credit card provided. You know, you, yeah. they, you know, oh, do you know the product that you buy here? It's an extra warranty from the credit card. They're like That's what? crazy. I didn't so, have no clue. Yeah. People didn't realize that, you know, yeah, that yeah. it also provided insurance when you rent a car. You don't even have to have your own insurance. Wow. The, the credit card. We'll provide that insurance, uh, like mm-hmm. certain credit cards, you know, and and uh, so my thing is, people lack the imagination and the drive sometimes to, and they think, ah, oh, I got to sell this oh, stupid product or whatever. Ah, oh, I hate it. Well, if that's the case and you don't want to understand it, then leave because you're doing a the person that's yeah, you're doing that person who needs that help a disservice and you're taking someone else's spot that probably needs that 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 job you know and i think that's great because I, I think it all falls down what you're saying falls back to what you're saying essentially which is you providing a service for that person and customizing to that person that customer but you're giving them a benefit a benefit they might not realize so let's say anyone can get a credit card you don't even have to speak to someone to get a credit card you can always do it online or back in the day probably fill out a, a form that came in the mail right uh but they're not realizing, like you said, the benefits. Shit, I didn't even know the benefits of, of the credit card that Some could of do them, that. Not all, but no, no, saying, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that would never see. And I've seen this with other people, man. That that I've seen it with when I watch billionaires. I've seen it when I watched, um, you know, the, these great minds that think outside of the box, so they go against the grain. And that's brilliant. That you actually. That's why you're so. That's why you're so successful as fi- in finances or whatever you were selling. Because you go, uh, you you go outside of the box, and like you said, you break it down. But you also see, like you're like basically, what's good about this product? Let me let me see. Let me let, let me check this out. What's what's been? What, what do I like about it? Or what mm-hmm. what speaks to me? Mm-hmm. But you learning the product, being put to that way, you're able to customize it when you talk to this one because you know the product down to the damn T. And mm-hmm. you can say, well, did you? Oh, so that interested you in that. But did you know? So this, 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 that it does that for you because you find out their needs and then you have the answer for their needs, and you're providing that service and the benefits of that, which is which is crazy. But I know we got off a topic. Um, oh, that's fine. Yeah, we get with that. But so yeah, go back. Uh, I'll let you go back to answering the the fact uh, as far as. The mental aspect, how did, uh, maybe you said your numbers, you were saying your numbers, uh, being, meeting your numbers and goals didn't mess with your mental health. No, no, it was basically, so, um, for certain reason, I can't mention the company, but I mean, there was certain stress that I was dealing with that was, had nothing to do with my performance, but had to do with people that I work with. Um, which is every day for people. Right. And, and. Uh, also personal stuff that I was dealing with at the time, which mm-hmm. you're, you're aware of. So it got to the point, and I was studying um, for my Series 7, and I remember I was reading, like, book the book back and forth, like, writing, doing a million note cards, and I would take these practice tests, and I would bomb miserably. And and then I finally, um, a person I was dating was like, hey, you know, Maybe you should see a therapist because you might have ADD. Mm. And she, they always said I had ADD. And I was like, oh, I don't think I have ADD. You know? And I went in, uh, to meet this therapist and I told her about the anxiety I had. And she gave me like some kind of a anxiety pill because I said I never had anxiety because I have always been able to control my environment and, and remove myself from the situation. Ah. But, and I have never allowed something to have more, um, anytime that it's, it became overwhelming, I, I've never allowed something to, to have that grasp over me. So when there were certain situations that I was dealing with that I had no control over and if that's like, what I was going to say, yeah, I had no control over 
that's when anxiety kicked in because, and I was like, what, this is the craziest thing in my, I've ever experienced. Um, and I couldn't, I'm, you know, so when I was studying, I had a million thoughts going in my head and nothing was sticking. It was just words bouncing off my, uh, my brain, you know, not being absorbed. Um, so then, um, I met with my therapist or at the time, the psychiatrist and, she, she then said, well, do you think you have uh, ADD? And I said, no, I don't think I have ADD. And she's like, well, are you late to places at times? Like, And I'm like, well, she's like, well, do you get ready super early? And then you end up still being late. I'm like, yeah, because I get ready. I'm like, okay, I'm well, I'm early here. And I check the time, my GPS. And then by, by the time it's time to leave, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, shoot. And then yep. I'm late. Yeah. So I go, yeah, she's like, you know, yep. in class, in, she goes, are you... Uh, it was a bunch of like tests. I mean, questions she asked, and she's like, "You might have ADD." And I remember going there, and uh, then she gave me uh, the Adderall or generic one or whatever, and I tried it, and I was able to focus. And because she said, "You know, if it doesn't if it doesn't work, you don't have ADD. Like, you know, if you take it, it's not, you're not able to focus. You don't have ADD, whatever." And it's just funny because I remember thinking, like, "Oh my god, if I had this as a child." Mm-hmm. It would have been a game over because, but we we and we'd have those tools or resources because, you know, see psychiatrist the way that, um, it's always been kind of presented is, oh, you see a psychiatrist, you don't you lost control of your, you're crazy, you know, you lost control of your reality your and life. financially as well. I cannot and economically, it's uh, financially, it's 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 uh, it's pretty it's expensive to a degree. Well, what I'm trying to say is um, it's never been as obtainable. No, not obtainable. It has never been as acceptable there we go. as it is now. I mean, now you can't turn on a television without seeing a commercial that says mental wellness. Mental wellness. Yeah. I mean, that commercial, the, that one that's so funny to me is the guy that's working out, the guy, and now the guy behind him, I mean, in front of him, he goes, he turned around. He's like, "Hey, buddy, oh, you, I, you need help." He's like, "No, my family, my family wouldn't understand if you." And he's like, "Well, I can help." He's like, "No, they won't let me." Let, and he has all this weight on him. Mm. And this guy's seeing he's suffering, but he's like, "No, no, no, I, I can handle it." And then they say, "You know, mental helps you." You know, it's like one of those like um, commercials, and it's geared towards men, men now because if you look at you know men commit the most suicides exactly the high right? suicide rate, yeah, and know? that's what this podcast is is more so leaning to helping. Uh, finding ways to help, so uh, that's why more so it's geared to. But go ahead, didn't mean to cut you off there. And um, so nowadays, I mean, so I remember seeing this this psychiatrist, and at first, uh, you know, it, it's a weird experience because you sit in there, sitting on the couch. She's sitting at her desk and she's talking to me. She's just asking me questions, and then I'm like, oh, and you're answering. You kind of guard it a little bit, and. The more you talk, the more you talk. Then okay, next okay, I'll see you next week or see you two weeks or whatever it was. Um, see how the your um the the medication worked, and then you build this kind of rapport, trust, relationship too, right? Yeah. And um, with this person, and it's amazing. Um, and I highly, highly recommend. Um, I, I recommend having a therapist like a. a it's because even just if you don't think you need one, it's only because it's amazing to have some insight to be able to unload everything that you are thinking or hesitant to say or whatever or, you know, even and not have anyone judge, question, react, um, and that's what I was going to say. And, and they and 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 just listen. And it's the craziest thing because the person, like you, think she would give advice or what have you, and she listens. And then when you want advice, you could say, "Hey, you know, should I do this?" And then that's when they present it. But because you typically, when you ask a friend, someone for advice, they go ahead and they chirp in, and then later on they want to find out. Okay, and there's a lot of judgment, and you don't fully explain everything because it's you know you, there's. 
judgment. Yeah, judgment, so, you, you, know I mean? so you leave a lot of things out of it when you explain yeah. it to a friend. And that's why they don't have the full scope of the picture. And they give you, in some cases, if it's a good friend, they're not, uh, and I'll put it this way, if it's a good friend, they're, they're probably giving you biased. And if it's a real good friend that is uh, real good and neutral and sees both sides, then they're giving you great advice. Um, suppose well, it's neutral no, advice. No, but here's the but I'm saying it could be, it could be, uh, I'm saying like a good friend will be, that always has your back. When I mean good, they're giving you advice that's good for you. Um, even though it's not good for the situation, but it's good how they see it because they might have their bias against the person or whatever. And, oh, I've never liked that person. So, yeah, yeah, man, you're doing it and be the yes man mm-hmm. to you when it's not what you really need. It's just them just looking out for them themselves as well as you because uh, they well, may not like the person or well, whatever situation. I is. mean, in some scenarios, I could see that being the case. But I think at the end of the day, I feel like sometimes we... Um, when we're asking advice or we're asking, um, we're getting opinion of who was right and who was wrong, we know who to ask and we know how to ask it so that we can get, yeah, well, yeah you were that's right. True, that's true. Yeah, uh, screw not, that. Yeah, screw her ass. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, that's true. When you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we need that validation. Um, so I think when you have a third party um, and you could be, completely like i said honest and you don't feel and this person's not going to weigh in like even if you're trying to present in a way they could say well do you think that she was meant, meant to do this or what have you know it's just um oh a, a, a clear like i said it's a very clear i mean fair plain feel when it comes to that and um so i like i said i would highly recommend the funny thing i i took that 2016 is when i started seeing my psychiatrist and we see every meet every quarter um, so I can get my, 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 my Adderall or whatever, but, and still, you know, it's six years later and it's great, you know, cause she takes notes and she asks me questions that I forget that she asked. And I'm like, Oh, well, yeah. you know, that's cool. Um, and like I said, it's a relationship. She's like, Oh, how was Christmas? How? And she literally remembers and brings up everything. We have a great conversation mm-hmm. and then she gives me my, you know, my prescriptions filled and. But I highly recommend it. I mean, I never thought that six years later, uh, and and the fact that we talk about everything. Yeah, you know, gotcha. So. I was going to say also, also because it's been so misclassified uh, in, in the community. Was, I, I remember just growing up in any community when you heard ADHD. Did you, when you heard that, you were like, "Hell no!" Because when we were growing up, I remember we were like we would see a, a and I think it's hypertension kids. Be hyper, and your parents be like, "Oh, they got ADHD." Your mom, mom be like, "Oh, they got ADHD." You know what oh, I mean? Because the kid, ADHD, ADHD. Excuse me, ADHD. I mean, ADHD. Please, please. ADHD. Sound it out. ADD. Okay, cool. Attention deficiency disorder. So, um, yeah. So when you heard that, did you did your mind think like, "There's no why. There's no way," because you had a perception of what you thought it was, because. I remember you telling me that I'm like, no, bro, what the hell are you talking about? I can, I mean, I can focus on one thing at one time. I'm over here thinking physically, mm-hmm. not just, oh, your mind's doing other things while you're foc- while you're on a task. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. Like, that's the whole thing where, you know, you, you have that, that bad uh, stigma, you know, yeah. when it comes regarding to, like I said, mental illness. And I think that's the thing about it is that that's why, Words are very powerful. Um, so, it's the reason they don't say mental illness. They say mental wellness now, right? Because it's a more of a positive thing. Just like with fitness, they call fitness has been wellness. Oh, get your wellness check, right? That's when they work. Now it's your mental wellness, yeah, and well being. So, the thing about it, people forget like the brain, just like any other part, like your your body, your limbs, you know, is a muscle too. You know what I mean? So. When there's that proper, like if somebody has diabetes and there is, you know, they don't have, in, you know, they need insulin because they're not producing it. Like people don't realize, like just like that, there's certain prot- like electrons, protons that are not firing. And that's why you need certain supplements or what have you to help create, either create, produce, trigger, what have you, or, yeah. st- or stimulate Stimulate, that. yeah. So I think, like I said, now, like we're in the, 
we're in the perfect time to for a man for a man to face either depression um suicidal thoughts and come out of it because there's so much resources and so much emphasis that it's okay it's gotcha. okay to, to to not be perfect it's okay um to not have all the answers it's okay to fail you know there's just a lot of stressors that's on put on um a male figure yeah um and there's no uh there's there, there's been no electricity there's for or or a uh, room uh, or space for it's okay try again you know it's kind of like yeah well there's uh, you know a lot of people don't realize men have had to carry the, the weight of the world on their shoulders and i mean um traditionally um if you go back to the um you know the caveman when the man had to go hunt and okay. and um and um basically provide food that was hunt and that was their job so it's always been them hunting for food while the woman stay and mind and take care of the kids or whatever right uh, in a sense right i can't speak to that i'm gonna say right now i don't know about the caveman and who's hunting i cannot speak to that <laughs> this dude hilarious yeah but what it will <laughs> but anyway has as far as how it's been um how it's always been traditionally right so we we aren't given the room to i don't uh you know have that break like have that breaking point have that room like you said to fail and i think you have you know that not many men even myself bro i'm you know you've always been an advocate for medical health like Seeking a doctor, seeking a physician. Hey, I've got to pull muscle. You go, like you go to Eastern or Western medicine. You go through every medicine, um, and most men don't because they've told to toughen it up, let that shit go. Like they rather not see a doctor, which also leads to a lot of medical issues being caught late. As far as um, we have prostate cancer, we have things like that. You have heart disease. You have issues um, that are all either could be um, gener- um, hereditary or it could be to stress and stuff like that i'm not seeking help well i feel like so i'm thinking that should be more acceptable i mean not more i i the modern man should seek medical on any level whether it be health and physical well checkups well here's the thing um you know they don't call it they don't call a doctor you know that's practicing medicine i mean they don't say he's practicing medicine right and he's a doctor do you ever realize that a physician is he practices he practices medicine? Do you get that? What do you mean? A a, a physician is practicing medicine. Okay, I'm an, a financial advisor. I don't practice finance. I don't practice investing. I invest. Got you. So keep that in mind. Like words are very powerful. That's what it means. He's a practicing physician. Mm-hmm. He's still practicing, right? Because right. You know, when it comes to modern medicine, I mean, it's it's basically how do we um, what's the saying? Uh, when you go to a doctor, they're not fixing the ailment; they're just kind of masking it, right? It's kind of like you know what I mean. Like, oh, take this to it's it's not it's not curing it because it's not like like well, they, medicine. well, now it's giving you a lot of medication. Now it's you know it's, well, it's, it's always been medicated. Yeah, highly medication versus yeah. All right, so solve the issue. So that's so I don't go seek um, professionals that way. So I'll look go like holistically or certain things. But I I always say like if I grew up in the I say the uni- I say the YouTube University, which is YouTube. I mean, I could have been anything. I could have been a game. I could have been a programmer. I could have been a, an NBA player, football player, because I could have. I didn't need the uh, a personal coach or a mentor. I could just use. YouTube and learn. So there's so many videos and stuff like that when you have a pain somewhere or whatever that you find out like, oh man, it's a whole chain effect. So if your hips are, and it's not necessarily your hip, it could be your posterior uh, tibia um, that is dysfunctioning and it's causing that. Like there's so much more that you learn um, and there's so much more uh, access accessibility to things that we weren't having access yeah, to before that yeah. you realize that just taking an ibuprofen or 
taking um, a, a, a pain medicine like um, Vicodin mm-hmm. just to dull the pain. Um, that's all it's going to do, you know. So yeah, it's not going to get to the root of it. Right. It's just so dull it for so, the moment. So I, I, yeah, I highly stress not just going to see a physician because, like I said, physicians are practicing medicine. They're still practicing something. No, absolutely. That's why um, I said Eastern but, and Western but, medicine. But, but search, seek, like that. Like so that old saying: "Seek and you shall find." Asking, you know, you'll get answers. Always do that, and but take the effort. Like that's the one thing I take time. Is my body like when it comes to it? Because you only you only have one body, right? So mm-hmm. if something's bothering me, whatever, I don't go just the first person or whatever. I, I seek out and until I find the right answer or it, I see it's helping, I just don't go with the first. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, I I, we, I really appreciate you taking the time, brother. If there's anything you want to leave these people with on a note, what would you leave them with in regards to mental health and finance? Because since we both covered both of them. Give them some. Give them a little tidbit on finance they can run with today, whether it be saving fifty dollars a paycheck into something and growing over ten years for young people, and leave something mental. Um, I would say there's no time like the present. I mean, and doesn't matter how old you are, and you think that you're so behind. It all st- you, you know taking that first step and that first leap is what's going to get you um, to whatever stage when it comes to like financial freedom. But always saying that, looking for the excuse, because that's what we do. We look for excuses why we aren't successful or why our, like Kevin Hart said, my, my, well, the way my bank account works, um, why certain things we don't have. Um, instead of taking the um, accountability Say, you know what, you know, it's my fault. I, yeah, I grew up this way, but I'm an adult and I had the ability to go and seek this out. So let me do that and let me start by doing this and find out how to do this. You know, let, you know, opening up a small brokerage account with like, let's, um, one of those brokerage firm, Charles Schwab or what have you, or E-Trade, thank you. Um, you know, and put some money in there and, and play some trades, you know, like, you know, Apple, if there's, if there's something, that you purchase that you like, you know, like, like I always tell clients or that want to get into investment and they want to invest on their own, the Cape, that's totally, I recommend it. You know, I don't, they, I don't know what to buy and they have an Apple phone or they have Nikes on it. They have, you know, Lululemon or what have you or something. And I'm saying, well, you do, you wear it. You know, if you, do you believe in it? Yeah. Why? Cause the quality, this, that, they come out this. Okay. Then buy that. Don't, don't just buy the product, own it, own that company. And, Mm-hmm. And then yeah. take it to another level, you know, find like four or five companies and follow them. And what I mean by follow them is, you know, look for the quarterly reports because that's when the, the market moves, their stocks moves, when their quarterly reports come out. If they meet their goal from that they mentioned from the previous quarter, it goes up. If it doesn't meet the goal, then people tend to sell it because it's going to go down and then they buy it back when it's lower because they know it's going to eventually go up because they know that the, you know, that company's not going anywhere. So do your homework, um, and then once you get to a certain skill set, then then advance. You know, look into options or whatever. But start off small, but start. That's the key. Start saving. Put money away. Um, practice that. Being disciplined. Here's the thing: seek. Like I said, there's books, there's programs, there's advisors at your banks. Um, you know, they're there. Pick their brain, and trust me. Not all advice is good advice. Like all, not all business is good business. So make sure that the person that you're getting your information from question them. I mean, question the hell out of them. Don't take just one answer. Like really have them explain something. And I always say this: my favorite quote um, is from Albert Einstein. It says, you know, he's, he says if you're an expert in something, you should be able to explain it in the simplest form. You know, like to a fifth grader, or what have you. And if you can't then you don't understand it yourself. So if someone cannot explain you what they're an expert in, like, then they don't understand it themselves. And then you should know that, okay, it's on to the next person. Interview these people. Don't let these people just give you advice or invest your money. Interview them. It's because it's your money. And if they lose it, they don't, nothing happens to them because, and they're not affected. So do your homework, 
Okay, and what would you say for the mental health? Um, my advice for mental health is we all go through things and everyone attacks it or receives it in a different way. And just know that when you're down, it's only temporary and your dark, dark days will not always be dark and it's not always going to, you know, it's not always, always going to be a cloudy, rainy day. And if you feel that you can't, like, get out of a funk or what have you, by yourself, by all means, seek seek help, seek therapy. And there's nothing, a wrong, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And it's probably going to be one of the best things you've ever done. And it's something that, just like working out, you know what I mean? Just like working out and you have back pains and you have strength in your back, it's just strengthening your for your mental fortitude to deal with daily certain stressors that you weren't equipped to um, deal with when you were a child because we weren't conditioned. Maybe your parents never, they didn't deal with it. So you, you took on how they dealt with certain things and you've, you've um, subconsciously inherited certain behaviors. So the mind is a beautiful thing and without proper guidance it could also be a very dangerous thing so and i'm not a therapist or psychiatrist but definitely recommend seeking that 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 kind of a advice and on that note thank you again brother for being on the show hope you guys enjoyed it again if you love what you're hearing please subscribe leave us a review on google on apple and uh, share share the hell out of this podcast yep no problem man thanks for having me and i appreciate it and on that note guys we out